Welcome to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. I'm your host, Michaela from MichaelaJ.com. I'm a manifestation mindset coach and blogger. If you're ready to dive in deep, get real AF about your beliefs, and manifest the life of your dreams, then you're in the right place. I'm dishing out everything you need to go from broke to bougie, first class to world class. If your hashtag life goals involve luxury, travel, and being the boss of your own life, then get ready to embrace your mindset, magic, and manifestation powers. Let's do this. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast with your girl. It is I, Michaela J, here to teach you how to manifest your next level looks life. We are back with another episode. I have so many good ones planned for December. I'm super excited for you guys to get to dive in. And I just want to give a huge shout out to everybody who tagged me in their Spotify wrapped for the year. If you guys don't know, Spotify does this thing at the end of the year where they tell you your top like podcasts and songs that you listen to. And I got tagged in so, so many um, for being in people's top five. And that is just something I am eternally grateful for. I love seeing you guys share it. I love seeing you guys listen every week. And I'm glad we get to sit down and just like have this fun little spiritual bestie chat every week. So thank you so much. Today, we're talking about an episode that I've been wanting to record for a very long time that I get questions about often, and it's alcohol and spirituality. It's going to be good. I just want this episode to kind of be like a girly chat of like if I was sitting across the table with my best friend and I was explaining how I felt about this, that's, you know, that's how it would be. You guys know usually my episodes are very like tips and action pack, but I just kind of want to ramble my thoughts to you and you guys can see where you lie on this spectrum of drinking and being spiritual. But before we dive into all the things, I need to give you guys a huge update. Our documentary is almost here. I'm so excited. It's going to be premiering on YouTube when it goes live, which will be next freaking week. I can't believe it. I've been working on this for months. Um, so make sure you guys are subscribed to my YouTube channel. It's Michaela J M I K A Y L A J A I. I'm going to have it linked for you guys in the show notes, of course, and you guys can binge watch a bunch of my old YouTube videos, but we're going to put the documentary up on there and I'm going to start doing weekly vlogs as well. So, holy cow, I'm super excited about the documentary. I feel like I want to record a podcast episode about all the lessons I learned while making it too, because gosh, I was dealing with so much shadow throughout it of like, oh my gosh, I've been working on this for so long. I've been talking about it for so long. I've been hyping it up. It needs to be really good. What if it's not good enough? You know, typical shadow conversations that I just had to tell my shadow to shut the fuck up. Like every day I worked on it. (laughs) So I can't wait to share it with you guys. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. It's going to blow your mind. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited. And along with the documentary, we're going to be launching my course, Conscious Creator, very, very soon. And when the documentary goes out, that's when we're starting the launch. So if you guys want to jump in early and be sneaky and get a pre-sale, I will link that for you in the show notes as well. Let's dive in. All right. Alcohol and spirituality. Do they mix? Is there a balance? Is drinking spiritual? How does it impact our vibration? All the things. Now, I'm really 
glad that I get to sit down and record this because I am very neutral. I don't think drinking alcohol is bad. I don't think that it's not spiritual. I don't think you're more spiritual if you don't drink. I am completely in the middle. I'm a big, big, big believer in never telling people how to live their lives. You are grown. You can make your own decisions. You know what's good for you. You know what's not good for you. And you can feel that in your body. So I love the position that I'm in because I do drink. I love to go out and have drinks with friends. I love to have champagne and like Prosecco when I'm celebrating. I love to go to the club and just dance my booty off. Like it's a great time. But I've also gone through several periods of time of being sober because last year I went through the entire Live Hard program. So that is the year-long program associated with 75 Hard that Andy Frisella runs. 75 hard is just the first part. And there are three other phases that come after it. And when you do any of the four, the 75 hard or the three phases after, uh, you can't drink for any of them. So last year I spent so probably like it was half of the year sober during those phases. And I feel like I learned a lot about the differences between drinking and not drinking because of that. So I just want to preface with that, that I feel like I have a really great opinion <laughs> on this because I've, I've been on both sides of the spectrum. So hmm, drinking is not bad, right? It's not innately like makes you a bad person because you want to have a glass of champagne at dinner and you like want to have a cocktail and like go out with friends and you know, get buzz, whatever. It's not a bad thing. I don't believe anything in life is good or bad. It's just not that cut and dry because those terms themselves are very, very subjective. Now, anything can be taken out of proportion. Anything can be too much, right? Like, and that's where we develop addictions. And that's when we have people in our lives who are alcoholics, or maybe you had somebody pass away from drinking, or, you know, there are so many circumstances, of course, everything in moderation always is good for you. But alcohol is not innately bad. It's kind of like how money is not innately bad. You're not a bad person for having money. You're not a bad person because you drink alcohol. And the same is true with the reverse. You're not a bad person because you don't drink, right? Like it does, you know how, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. Now where this ties in with spirituality for me is what I noticed when I was sober, I felt a lot more clear-minded, of course, because when you drink in the next day, you might have a hangover. For me, if I drink a lot, the next day I have really bad anxiety and I just don't feel like myself. And, you know, you waste a lot of time afterwards kind of recovering. Uh, and sometimes it's worth it because you just had like the greatest, craziest night ever, whatever. Um, but I feel super anxious after. So during my phases when I was sober, I didn't have that for months at a time. And you just really come alive is what I noticed. I felt so grounded. I felt so clear. I felt so sure of myself in those months because there are no phases of like blackout, not knowing what happened, unclear, feeling groggy the next day, unnecessary anxieties. So that's something that I really treasure about being sober because you're just so yourself, right? There's no distractions. 
here's my, here's the thing though. We do this with so many things other than just alcohol. It's not just alcohol that we use as like a distraction at times. And it's not even always a distraction. You can just have a drink because you want to fucking drink, you know? Um, but people will get like super stressed out or like have a really bad day and they're like, oh, I just want to drink, you know? We do that with tons of things. I used to do that with coffee. Like I remember when I lived in Nebraska still and I was going to school full-time, I was running my business full-time, whatever, I would just be so flustered and overwhelmed and frustrated in the afternoons because I wanted to drop out of school so badly. I'd be like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just like, I'm just going to go get a drink, like go get a coffee because I was underage at the time. Um, And that was like my vice. That was like my escape is I would go and I would either get like a smoothie or I would get an iced tea or I would get a coffee or um, a diet Pepsi. I went through a huge diet Pepsi phase. I am a Pepsi over Coke girl, just so you guys know. (laughs) I don't drink pop now, but anyways, (laughs) we do this with so many different things. When we're taking drinking from the perspective of being like a distraction or something to take the edge off. I did that with beverages, literally. Um, People do that with sex all the time. People will do that with shopping. You know, it's any, when it's an addiction, that's when it's an unhealthy thing for us. And I believe that with spirituality, the goal is to feel our best and be our best. So any form of obsession like that and distraction, of course, is not going to support our highest good. But I want to be very clear. It's not just alcohol that does this. I think people really like place this like big blame and negative connotation with alcohol, but it's like, it's always your intention behind it, you know? Like, they drink wine in churches. (laughs) Um, Not that we're religious over here, but just to prove the point. I think it's important to know your intention going into everything. And my friend Allison is sober, and she posted this TikTok. She's doing this series called, like, Sober Sundays on TikTok and kind of posting her thoughts and whatever. And I really loved the point that she made is, like, when you're out and about in a sober phase and you're not drinking, people are like, why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you drinking? But nobody ever asks, why are you drinking? Why are you drinking? And I think this is where we're going to learn to find that balance in what is good and healthy for us is when you are reaching for something, anything, right? Online shopping, sex, drinking, drugs, anything that we're doing, working even longer, like hustling even harder. Why, why are you doing it? Why are you drinking? Why are you doing this online shopping? Is this something you want to do or are you just distracting yourself or are you just bored or did you have a terrible day and you're having horrible anxiety and you're hoping that the drink's going to help? Do you think that the online shopping is going to give you the serotonin that you don't have? Like, look at the intention. And that's where things really start to transform because, like I said, nothing is innately bad. So what's the intention behind it? As long as your intention is good and of the highest vibration and like supports what your next little self would do, then you're in the clear. Like I said, spirituality for me is feeling my best, feeling connected and always like 
taking steps in the direction of my higher self. And me and my personal trainer talk about this a lot because drinking plays a huge part in your fitness and your health, in your health in general, but in like your fitness results. Like if you're drinking a lot, like a lot of cocktails and things, it's a lot of sugar in your body. And that's of course going to change and alter the results you're getting in fitness. And you know, people get like beer bellies, stuff like that. So we have this conversation often about drinking, not drinking. Uh, and we kind of have this rule that we've come up with and it's a three drink rule. If we're going out and let's say you're like going to a Christmas party or you're having drinks with friends, or you're just like at a dinner, the rule is three drinks. Like that's the max. There's really no need to drink more than that because then you are just, you're not being intentional anymore. I love going to a fancy dinner. Like me and my friend Lauren, we do these like really fun, like bougie girly dinners and we'll catch up and we'll get wine and stuff. It's like, I love to sit down and like have a cocktail that we get to cheers to the amazing things that we're doing, how hard we're working and like whatever. And I love to have champagne to celebrate stuff. But after you've had a couple, like after you've had three, do you really need more? (laughs) Like, do we actually need more? We don't. And at that point is when we're becoming a little bit loosey-goosey, a little bit outside of ourselves. You get buzzed and This is the hard part because when you are tipsy or you're drunk, you might say things you don't mean. You might start to do things you don't mean to do. And it's harder to ask yourself, like, what would my next level self do here? You're in less control. And I'm a big control freak. So for me, I'm kind of like, all right, we got to watch that. But I think it's super important to always be checking in of like, how how would my next level self communicate here? What would my next level self say here? How would she present herself? Like, what would she do in this situation? And when you are all like loosey-goosey out of your head, you're not thinking about that stuff. And we might end up, like I said, saying things and doing things that we regret and didn't mean to do, like get in situations that normally we wouldn't be getting into. And so that's where we have to really watch it and draw the line. I love the saying everything in moderation. I don't really believe in that because I'm like, we can have it all. But when it comes to drinking, everything in moderation is a really great way to approach it. Now, I want to come back to this comparison of my experiences when I'm drinking versus when I'm sober and kind of the big differences that I notice. So when I'm sober, I don't go out as often just because when I'm out like and everybody's drinking, I'm more likely to want a drink. And Typically when I'm doing like my live hard program, when I'm in the phases for 75 hard, you literally cannot drink or you have to start over. So I won't even feel tempted, but let's just say I'm like, oh, I don't want to drink this weekend and I'm out and about. It's going to be a little bit easier to persuade me because I don't have to like, I don't have to be sober if I don't want to be. So when I am sober, I typically stay in more often. And one thing that I love about that is I just get to create so much more of my life. Those are the months where my home is really pretty and decorated and it smells good because I'm like cleaning all the time and I'm doing like my laundry more frequently and I'm like taking more bubble baths. I'm more relaxed. There's more journaling. I have a lot more space and time in my schedule for learning. uh, And I just love that. I pick up more hobbies. I start learning dance choreography. I start drawing. I start reading more. So it's really great because you have a lot more quality time with yourself. 
But also when I am drinking, a huge benefit of that is I feel like I do get to connect with people more often, especially working from home for like by myself. I spend a lot of time alone and I'm an introvert. I love being alone. I love alone time. Sometimes I'll leave the house and I'll be like, oh my God, just take me back. Just take me back. I wish I never left. (laughs) Put me back in bed. Put me in my office. Leave me alone. Uh, but the months I'm drinking, I do get to be a lot more connected with people because I am going out and I'm networking and whatever. And I will oftentimes go to like little work outings with my best friend, Sarah, and like get to meet and go with her coworkers. And they're all so lovely. And it brings up more engaging conversations, new conversations, new experiences. You get to meet new people. And I think that's one benefit of it. It's like our society is made drinking like a very social thing. And you don't need drinking to be social, of course, but those are the moments when I am. Because when I'm not drinking, And I'm like out the bar and everybody's drinking. Like, I feel like I'm not having as much fun as everybody or like, because they're starting to get a little bit out of their mind. So we're not exactly on the same level when we're having a conversation. If somebody's not, if I'm not drinking, I'd rather meet somebody for coffee. So I do notice this huge difference that when I'm sober, I'm a little bit more of a recluse. And when I'm drinking, I'm way more social and out and about. And so take it or leave it, you know, do what you will with that information. That's just for me personally. And I could very easily be sober and still go socialize. I could still book like dinner dates with people and coffee dates. And I could still like go shopping with people. I could still even go to the bar, go dancing if I wanted to. And even with drinking, I could go out and drink, but then like one night and then spend the rest of the weekend in doing the same things like my drawing and my reading and the cleaning, all of that. It's the balance of you that you figure out as you go along. I feel better about my body and myself with this three drink rule that Steve and I have come up with because with them being sober and I said, I feel I, that helps me feel super clear, very grounded, more like myself. I always like to question myself. I love to question things. And so I question, I'm like, but am I really being myself because I'm not drinking? And sometimes I would love to just pop a bottle of Prosecco and celebrate something. And that is something my higher self would do. And so when I'm sober, does that really mean I'm fully being myself? And these are the things that go on in my head all day. <laughs> all, like I said, this is a girly chat. If we were like having dinner, this is just the things that I would tell you if you asked my thoughts. Uh, so am I really being myself? That's why I love this three drink rule because it's not so black and white, cut and dry, sober, not sober. <laughs> and um, it's like, if I want to celebrate and have a glass of wine, I can do that. If I want to go on a date and have a cocktail, I can do that. You know, no big deal. If my friend's having a birthday party and I want to cheers to her, I can do that. I am also a huge believer in like partying as a form of manifestation. So this is something I used to talk about a lot more when I was in university because I would just like go out more on the weekends, my friends and stuff. But uh, I'm a huge believer that 
when we're out and we're partying, we're having a good time, you're obviously in a mode of least resistance. When you're just like, after my three drinks, I'm usually a little bit buzzed. So you're like conscious, but you're like a little bit like let loose, you know? And so you're not worried about the pressures or anything you're overwhelmed about. You kind of like let all of that go. And for me, I love to dance. Like if there's not a dance floor, I don't want to be there. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I don't want to be there unless I can dance. (laughs) Or else what's the fucking point of drinking? Okay, if we're having like a nice dinner and like some wine, cool. But like if we're going out, we're just standing at a bar drinking. No, count me out. Immediately no. (laughs) So anyways, I love to dance. I've been a cheerleader my whole life, whatever. I took dance lessons for a long time too. And I'll go, I'll have my drinks, and I will just dance the night away. Movement is so good for manifesting because you're moving your body. You are speeding up the energy around you, and that's just going to circulate more towards you. So dancing is a huge form of release. It's a huge form of manifesting, especially if you're, like, really feeling yourself. You become super magnetic when you're you're dancing. Like, when I'm on the dance floor, I'm like, I'm hot. My life's good. I'm having fun. I'm with my best friends. We're dancing away with my man, whatever. Um, You're just having a good time. That mode of least resistance is when things start to manifest like crazy. And I remember when I was in college and I was just playing with the idea of manifestation, I would use it as like a method and play around with it. I'd be like, okay, I want to manifest X, Y, and Z while we're out and about. Like it might be like, I want to manifest a sale or I want to manifest an email or I want to get a really good grade on something. And I would just set that intention. I would go out. I would have a great fucking time. And I'm probably saying nine times out of 10, I would always receive that manifestation. It was actually crazy. Like it would be a thing. Me and my friends, I just remember specifically one weekend, we were like in a club dancing and I had set my intention. I told everybody about it. We're like in the club and I had like made a sale just like while we were out dancing and I was like I did it it worked we're partying to manifest this is work tax write-off thank you (laughs) so alcohol can be really fun and great for that it's all about the intention I want you to think about it similar to coffee like I said I used to use coffee as like my distraction like when I was super overwhelmed I'd be like "Mm, I'm just gonna go get a drink and it's basically like putting a weird energy into your money as well because you're just like spending it in a weird way. Same thing as drinking. Like let's say you had like a really shit week at work and you're like, oh, I just like want to have a drink to take the edge off. Like that's not really putting your money somewhere in a loving way. And I think all of these little like little tiny intentions and little differences make a huge, huge, huge difference in our manifestation abilities because we're looking at the micro intentions. And the more we can be on point with those, the stronger your vibration is going to be, the easier it is to manifest things. So drinking does impact our vibration, but it's up to you to figure out in what way. And one thing I want to mention with this is like, you might listen to all of this and be like, I can't really like limit myself to a three drink rule. Like maybe you're the kind of person who you go out and when you're drinking, you are, you're just going in and it, you feel like shit the next day and you regret some of your decisions and you regret things you say and you have that cleanup and you have anxiety. And that's how it is every single time. 
then the option for you might be going sober. And then maybe you're going to feel better than you have in your entire life. And you might even realize like, why'd you start drinking in the first place? Just because everybody else was like, maybe it's not even a thing that you actually enjoy. There are so many things that we do in life where we don't even question. Like if you are doing like a certain type of workout, like stop and ask yourself, do I actually enjoy this? Like, is this enjoyable for me? And if it's not, like, why the fuck am I doing this, right? You always want to enjoy what you're doing. Why do I eat these foods? Is it because it's what I've been eating for the last five years? Do I actually like this? Yes or no? (laughs) And tweak your life accordingly. That's why I want you to start looking at everything. We need to stop looking at things as good, bad, right, wrong, so black and white and ask ourselves, what's the intention behind this? Why am I doing this? And how do I feel about that decision? If I'm drinking to take the edge off because I'm overwhelmed, how do I feel about that? Okay, that's an avoidance pattern. I don't really feel that great. I don't really want to create that pattern anymore. Awesome. What can we do instead? Can you make yourself a hot tea and put on like some fucking aromatherapy and some like calming music and do some journaling and really dig and see what's going on and make a plan of how we can change that around? I think that's going to be a lot more productive than spending $15 on a cocktail. It's not going to solve any of our issues, right? That's how I feel about it. I want to leave you guys with one last idea. And this is really how I live my life. And I think how we should make all of our decisions is what would my next level self do, right? There's a hair in my mouth. Hold on. (laughs) Okay, got the hair out of my mouth. All right, so what would my next level self do? This is what I ask myself all day, every day. And If you're like, I don't know what she would do, I highly suggest this weekend you take some time and journal out like who she is, the kind of woman she is, how, what's her vibe? Like, how does she present herself, whatever. And so when I think about my next level self when it comes to drinking is she loves to like pop some champagne. Like I would love, like the vibe I instantly think of is like popping open a bottle of champagne on a yacht. Like that's exactly where my brain goes or like having a glass of wine on like the private jet. So she, she loves a good drink, you know, and like meeting up with people for cocktails, whatever, but she's also very put together and well presented. So she's not going and getting fucking blackout all the time. And if I have those moments where I'm tempted to just be like, you know what, we're going to blackout tonight. I'm getting myself into the habit of being like, well, why do I feel called to do that? Like, why do I want to get so absolutely out of my mind? What am I avoiding? And we need to ask ourselves this all the time, whether you are like working out like crazy, like if you're working out like seven days a week, hardcore, why are you doing that? Like (laughs) literally why? Like that's not good for your body. Why are you doing that? Same thing with like foods that we eat, the amount of caffeine we drink. Let's just look at everything. Why am I doing that? Am I doing it in a way my next level self would? For me, my next level self, she follows that three drink um, maximum rule. I think that's the perfect balance that makes me feel like I have the freedom to be myself and have a drink when I want to and not feel restricted by things, but not feel out of my fucking mind. Because if I want that, then we have some inner work that needs to be done. Okay. 
So those are my thoughts on drinking and on spirituality. Everybody is going to feel a little bit different. Like I said, like I don't believe in good, bad, right, or wrong. I think all of it is just up to us. We all have unique and different experiences. Uh, You might feel completely different about drinking because of experiences you've had in your life. And I have had a history in my family with people who drink and it's not pretty. So just take all of this with a grain of salt. Figure out what you like. Uh, I would definitely tell you to come back to this question of why am I doing it and what would my next level self do? That's how I want you guys to approach it. And I thought I would just ramble on my thoughts about this because I get asked about it a lot and I love a good drink. I love a good celebratory drink, a nice cocktail from time to time. I don't really do sugar personally. I eat really clean, really healthy. I have to eat a lot and I have to eat a lot of really clean food to sustain the level of intensity of the workouts that I do. And sugar just just doesn't really do that for me in a good way. Like I, my body does not like sugar. So too many cocktails, too much drinking gives me major anxiety because it's like spikes things in my body. Not a vibe, but a glass here and there of wine, Prosecco, maybe a cocktail. Of, like I'm um, back in Nebraska for like a weekend out. Cool. Whatever. But those are my thoughts. I just wanted to share them with you. I get asked about it a lot. Don't let anybody tell you that drinking is not spiritual because honestly, who are they to say what is and isn't spiritual? Partying can be a way to manifest and I stand by that. All right. If you guys loved this episode, I would love to see you share it over on the gram. Give me a tag. I'm at the Michaela J. The T-H-E-M-I-K-A-Y-L-A-J-A-I. Come hang out with me on the gram and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for diving in and getting your daily dose of personal development with the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. If you loved this episode, leave a rate and review on iTunes. For notes, details, and more information, check out MichaelaJ.com. See you next week.